for our Lectio Divino, our sacred reading, I am going to need some help reading because I have a scratchy voice and you don't need to need to hear my voice the whole time. So could I ask ahead of time um, if there are some people who don't mind reading at the microphone um, slowly and carefully, are there a few of you who would be willing to help read scripture today? Kirsten, that'd be great. Soph, that'd be great. I saw Gloria. Thank you so much. And Nate, I might, oh, is that great? Thanks, Brianna. I may ask for a fourth reading too, so that would be great. We do also record our um, sermon or teaching times. Um, and so we will be recording our teaching time today, but we will have times where um, quite a lot of this is asking for feedback and for words from you. Um, for the sake of people who are listening to our podcast, I, I may repeat words that you've said, but during longer sharing times, if you're not comfortable sharing at the mic or you'd rather not be on the podcast, you can just put your hand up and I won't repeat back what you've said and it'll be just for us. Um, so that's how we'll go about doing today. So how we do um, Electio Divina is, um, oh, I've got the reading here first. So first of all, I will show the reading the first time that we read it because it's helpful if English is not your first language or just to read it through. But then I'm actually not going to show the reading during the second and third readings because a big part of this practice is listening and trying to tune and listen to yourself. So if you need to have the word in front of you, there are pew Bibles all over the place. The translation that we're reading today is the NIV, but unless you have um, a cognitive thing that makes it difficult for you to follow along without having something in front of you, I want to invite you to just listen during the second and third readings because that's an important part of the practice. And um, I will explain as we go along how we will do the different steps of what we're doing today. Um, so what we're going to do first is we're going to sit for a few minutes in silence. And it's going to be a real silence because there'll still be noise that we hear downstairs, there'll be sounds around us. It could even be hard to have it be quiet in your own head or your own body. That's okay, but we're just looking for quiet. And then um, I'm going to invite um, Kirsten to come and read the first reading through. And the first time that we're reading the reading through, you're going to be listening for a word or a phrase that for some reason seems to jump out to you. It's a little bit of a longer reading today. It's a story. It's okay if you remember and forget. It's also okay if the word that stands out to you is the same word that stands out to somebody else. Sometimes that's actually how we hear the Spirit of God is that four people have the same word jump out. And then we ask the question, is that you, God? Are you saying something to us? Four or five of us all listen to this piece. So we're gonna, so those are our first steps. So we have a moment of silence. I'll ask Kirsten to read through the first reading. 
I will show it on the screen the first time through. And then there'll be a moment of quiet and I'll lead out. And we're just sharing one word, one word or one phrase, something that has jumped out to us. Does anybody have any questions about that before we begin that first piece? Okay, we'll start with that. And I think I will pray. Lord, thank you that you are always with us and that with you we are safe and secure. I ask and thank you again for your spirit of peace that you promised to us. Peace, not that the world gives, but peace that you leave with us. That our hearts don't have to be troubled or afraid. But that we can lean on you. I ask that you would speak to us today. We say again, come Holy Spirit, not because you're not here, but because we acknowledge how much we want you. And we ask you again to come. Acts 11, verse 11. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. 
Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. He took her by the hand and... No. Oop. Sorry. I was thinking that was a jump. I was tired when I made this PowerPoint. Sorry. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit <laughs> came on them. And he had come on us at the... Oh, sorry. As he had come on us at the beginning... Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Um, so that was the reading through so that you could all see it. I think I'm going to read it through again with us listening through a word or a phrase. It could be just me and the fact that I was thrown off by accidentally inserting a slide from last week in there, but I think I'll read it one more time as we listen for a word or a phrase. And then I'll invite Sophia and Gloria to come for our second reading. So anything that stands out to you. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. And then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said. And while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds, and I heard a voice say, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. 
Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and to not worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers had accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messages to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you and everyone how your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us at the beginning. And then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. So as you're comfortable doing so, I invite you to just share if there was a word or phrase that stood out to you from those readings. Okay, so saved or being saved. Go ahead, so. The privilege of repenting. Generosity. Generosity. Eternal life. Hmm. You and your household. Vision. The Holy Spirit fell. I'm going to go out on the big thing for that. Killing me. That's what stood out. That's what stood out. Killing me. The one for me is who? Oh, yes. What were you going to say? That's what I was going to say. Who am I to stand in God's way? That's the one that every time we. Yeah. Thanks, Elaine. Yeah. Same spirit or same baptism. Yeah, and again, I'm so sorry that some of the little details have, have escaped me this week, but I was sure that every Bible I owned was NIV, and as I started reading this, it's like, nope, that's not the same translation we just had up on the screen. This is New Living. So I'm, I'm so sorry trying to cover those little details, but the first time I read it was one translation, the second time it was another one, so we'll keep reading out of this second one because it's what we have in front of us, but yeah, do you, should we do that? I mean, we've read one and one and one and the other. We... C'est la vie, 
NIV. So the first time we're listening for a word or a phrase that stands out to us, this, we're going to read it through again. And this time we're listening to um, how it touches your life. Um, so it could be, that can be like something it reminds you of in your own life. Or the other invitation I love about the NIV is to really try and engage your senses when you listen this time. Try and imagining putting yourself there. What did it look like? What did it feel like? What did it smell like? Um, but as you listen to the story and those things stand out, it's, to me, extraordinary how we hear from God in a group this way. I'm part of a group of women where we regularly listen to the Holy Spirit this way. It's astonishing to me every time how people are different from me and that we hear different things that way. So, Sophia, are you okay to come and read? Thank you, sweetheart. So you're reading from here. Peter explains his actions to the end of that little section there. Okay. And a, how it touches your life or sensory impression. That's what we're listening for. Sounds good. The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Yoba praying, and in a give me a second here. And in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from the heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four footed animals of the earth wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appeared in his house and say, Send to Yopa for Simon, who was called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life.
the phrase about the Holy Spirit coming upon these people while they were speaking and that baptism by the Holy Spirit, it brought to mind um, my first encounter with the Holy Spirit in, um, in a way of displaying charismatic gifts. And I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I, I love and really grateful for my Catholic heritage. But when I was a teenager in a youth group, I went to a youth retreat that, unbeknownst to me, was being led by a group of Catholic men and women that moved in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and described themselves as charismatic Catholics, but they had made an agreement with all of our parents and with the church leaders that this wasn't going to be a charismatic retreat, and so they weren't going to lead out in anything like that, and they didn't. They, they didn't introduce it, but there was a prayer time where I was so overcome with emotion and was weeping and couldn't control it and didn't understand what was happening, and they finally looked at each other and said, so, do you know what the gift of tongues is? I was like, I've read about it in the Bible, but I didn't think that still happened. And they were really simple and said, it still happens today. And if that's something that you would like, it's, you know, a prayer. They were very simple. But then what happened was in this ministry time, the Holy Spirit swept through this whole room of Catholic teenagers that had no idea what was happening. And it was so beautiful. A girl was healed. People were rocked with like holy, like all this stuff that we did not understand, did not understand. But the gift that it gave me was I never questioned it. I never questioned it because it was something that we couldn't have faked because none of us knew how to fake. We didn't have any experience in what it looked like. So um, I don't know how that sits with you theologically, <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of, was that we didn't have any, the leaders essentially said what was said in the Bible here, was who are we to stand in the way of the Holy Spirit? And so the next day it was like, does anyone have any questions? And every hand went, Foom. Like, what happened last night? And then they just opened the book of Acts and read to us from the book of Acts and just shared with us. But it reminds me of how God sometimes moves, never unkindly, but in, we don't necessarily have to be ready for it, I guess. I don't know if others had an impression or something that touched their life or that reminded them of. moved by you and your whole household, that covering. Thank you. Are you comfortable sharing in the mic? Okay, that might be just easier than me repeating stuff. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I found it very interesting that the sign of the Gentiles being part of the body was the Holy Spirit being present. But in the story itself, it starts off with the people being divisive 
about whether they could be with Gentiles. And then by the end of the story, it's they were rejoicing that they're all one people. And I thought that was kind of interesting that there's a dual layer of the Holy Spirit coming in that story. Wow. Thanks. I have to think about that. It's really true. Is there anybody else that would like to share? Yeah, kind of related to what you shared, um, maybe because I do a lot of work in with a society that's really divided socially. Um, it struck me, you know, we can't really relate to this idea of being divided by circumcision or not being circumcised, but we have so many deep divisions socially in our own culture and within the church. And it struck me that it took angelic vision and it took an angel going to the other household as well for, for God's um, word to come clearly to the church that he's, he's overcome these divisions and that we're to overcome these divisions. But we can think in our own minds and I, I was thinking about what are the divisions that we have that are these categories of, oh, they're not in the church or they're not... They can't um, really be saved in our culture here in Vancouver or in North America. And, and just thinking how God would want us to um, bridge those. Yeah. And to just try how to, how to be humble in that. Any other thoughts, Anna? Yeah. You can stand wherever you like, Anna. I can go all the way to the back. <laughs> no. no, I just... Um, speaks to me of the sovereignty of God, how we cannot put him in a box. And it ties in with that word that um, kind of jumped on me, which is you and your household. And um, like Rose said about the, the parents and, you know, when there's unsaved children, even though it's not my case, I have a large family that's um, not saved, a lot of them. And, and I am beginning to see where God is just doing such amazing thing. Like, when you think about it, God, how do you change a man's heart? How do you do it? You know? So we can't put him in a box, and, and he's totally sovereign. Yeah. yeah, it makes me check my heart about what Kirsten said. Who do I think is in or out? What would it take? Right? A vision that was abhorrent to Peter. Any other thoughts you want to share? Oh, I saw three. I feel like Phil Donahue now. Uh, yeah, to, to be honest, uh, like I've read this passage before, and I'm, I may or may not have read some commentaries about it before. I may or may not have uh, remembered it, mm -hmm. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of those things. But but just sitting here the past few minutes, uh, it kind of it kind of crystallized to me uh, what I said: uh, kill, kill and eat, about the vision and stuff. And uh, uh, as 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 Christians, I guess in in our walk, we are we are given the freedom to like extrapolate a lot of the metaphors and literature in the Bible. And and the past few minutes here, I was just thinking. Something just said, you know. This is this is what it meant to me about about that little little passage about the vision and kill kill and eat. 
to me, to me, it was it was more a, an extension of Jesus Jesus uh, great commission to us to uh, to spread the good news and and uh, uh, love thy neighbor as as he loved us and and uh, the animals were were like the Gentiles to me they were like the outs- the outsiders and we're supposed to we're supposed to really uh, kill and eat you know uh, kill their spirit whatever bad spirit they're having you know to shoot to spread you know to, to spread our own walk to them our own examples and stuff and and to it, it's kind of it's kind of gory maybe like to kill and eat but it's to like absorb absorb the good stuff and the bad stuff from from you know you can see you can see uh, like Gordy said you know you can see crazy things out there, hell out there. You, you, you don't have to even walk like you know a few blocks away. And so that's what I was thinking about just a few minutes here. I think I'm going to have to think about that too. All right. Did you want to share, Carol? Yeah. Um, I was just kind of struck by how, you know, it, it would have taken a while for Peter to travel there and, the, you know, word would have come back that Peter has done this. He's gone to this you know, eaten with uncircumcised people. And it's the idea of that when you are looking from afar, it's really easy to judge. But when someone is face-to-face with you, you see their humanity, you see their, you know, God in them, and and all of that, that judgment gets pushed away when you're face-to-face. And so I, when I find myself doing the oh, well, they shouldn't have, or, you know, do you believe that, or have you, you know, heard about that? It's like, oh, you know, if I was face-to-face with that person, I probably wouldn't be feeling the same way. So it was just, you know, yeah. That touches my heart. Thank you for sharing that. And Helen, did you want to share? Um, when I'm listening, I'm picturing what would just happen just like just at a physical level, these people walking, these people talking, um, and there's quite a lot of people. Um, and there's, a, I mean, at one level, this passage is about food and eating food. And where are they eating the food? They're eating it in their homes. And that's where these changes took place was in people's homes, um, eating food. Um, at that really simple level, eating food together in our homes and in others' homes is where these things took place. And so I think it's, there's a sort of call to do that. Thank you for that. It's great. I think, okay, and I think we'll be the last one. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, just quickly, I, one thing that jumped out to me was um, Peter in a trance, and word trance, and trying to picture what was that like for Peter? What did that look like? So I have an idea of maybe what a trance might look like, and it's kind of more of a negative view of that, but it's like, okay, I'm just trying to understand that, trying to picture what Peter in a trance seeing a vision would look like. That's an impression that came to me. Thank you. I always appreciate hearing the different bits that stood out because we all think so differently from each other. It's so helpful to do that. So, Gloria, are you okay to come and read? So we're going to read for a third time. When we listen for the third time, we're asking, what's the invitation that God's giving me? And we're going to listen first 
just for ourselves. And one of the things I love about um, Sandra Cosby often leads our group in Lectio, and she often says to us, not for your whole life. Just ask even for the next couple of days. What's my invitation for the next couple of days? And that always helps me. It always helps me to think, what's my invitation this week? So um, that's what we're going to listen for, and, um, and uh, we'll figure out how to share that in, in just a second. So let's take a minute and listen to... The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from the heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord, nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think I could oppose God? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life.
So how I want to invite you to share this time is to, um, uh, if you're comfortable doing this, get with one or maximum two other people. If you have more than two, you won't have time in the time that we have together, but just one or two other people. And um, if you're comfortable doing so, share with them what you felt like your invitation was uh, for the next few days or the next week. And if you're um, not comfortable sharing with somebody, can I invite you to um, uh, take a pen and write down what your invitation was for this week, just so that you uh, remember that. And we'll just take a few minutes in twos or threes, um, sharing as you're comfortable what you felt like your invitation was for the week. Right, so if you could finish up whatever your last thought is there and bring that back into the whole group, please. Thank you. So I, um, I wanted to ask uh, if there's anything that's really burning that on your heart that you felt like you wanted to share as an invitation, or particularly, um, I feel like what Talon shared before already touched on this as far as meeting in each other's homes, but our whole lens right now that we're trying to look at all of the lectionary readings with right now is this idea of being more outward focused as a community, but in a way that's sustainable, in a way that isn't draining us, isn't feeling like we don't have anything left to give, and and so much of that for me comes when I'm doing things that give me life, give me joy, um, are already part of something that I'm doing that I can just invite somebody else into. So it might be too much of a stretch. That might not be at all what you were talking about. And if not, that's fine. But I, I thought it would be good to even just check in and ask since this is the view that we're looking to right now. So either something that touched you that came to your mind or with a quick word of permission, if it was something that somebody else said, you could say, you should say that thing, or don't I say the thing that you just said? Um, just wondered if there's any last thoughts to share before we close up. Freedom in Christ.
So you felt that was your invitation? This week was to more? Everyone's invitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That everyone's invitation to more freedom, right? Yeah, noticing those boxes, like Kirsten said. Where, where's my thing that I'm deciding that somebody is out? Mrs. Rose? So the messiness of life and that it's a, a challenge to walk out your faith. Yeah? Or the, did you say courage? Yeah, like courage. Courage. Yeah. Yes, and... Jumping off of that, I felt like my invitation this week to, was to remember, I, I am often so scared to speak up in a public space. I, my MO is often making sure that everybody's happy and making sure everybody's okay, and I feel quite concerned if I want to speak up about something that I think is going to offend somebody or bother somebody. And you saying, you know, how much courage it takes, but as I was listening for the invitation from me this week, I felt like God was reminding me, he covered all the bases. I often think I have to be Jesus for everybody and that I, it's my job and how am I going to possibly overcome this massive, like, it's ridiculous. It's so, such ego that I would think it's all my job. I don't know. I love that it was like, yeah, he gave Peter a vision, but he also was talking to the other guys and then the Holy Spirit came on these people. Like, he didn't forget anybody. And he had all the bases covered. So, yeah, we have to be bold, and we have to speak out and say our thing. But I think so often I forget that God is at work all over, you know, all over the place, that he's covering everybody in this situation. He wants unity. He wants that. So, yes, I agree, but, and it's when I feel the courage piece, I also think, like, oh, it's too scary for me. And my invitation was, remember, I'm at work everywhere. That's great. You were, I saw another hand somewhere. Yes, Miss Colleen. Hear and do. Yeah. Right. Right. Notice when you think you're hearing God and respond. Love that. Well, we're almost at the end of our designated time together. Um, part of hearing and doing or uh, obedience for me right now in this space looks like responding to what I think um, God's prompting me. And so I feel a little bit nervous about it, but it's twice in the last three weeks that this has been on my heart. We had an IG service um, a little while ago where there was the, uh, the story about um, the... Pentecost story of tongues falling and or the fire falling and people speaking in different languages and I felt at the time like I was supposed to come to the front and say maybe there's somebody here that would really like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit but I felt like that's super controversial that's really like why are you doing this this is a church where it's really you know every people come from all different backgrounds I don't know so 
I sort of chickened out, but I also was like, I don't know, is it the right timing? And then in the end, I wound up having an awesome conversation with Pax and Searsha about prayer languages, which was really fun. But I felt, again today, just in obedience, um, that I will, will do a blessing and dismiss. But if there is somebody here that you have never had the experience of asking the Holy Spirit to come and have a baptism in the Holy Spirit, and hey, you just heard my weird, messy story in that I'm pretty open to just asking and seeing whatever that looks like, but sometimes we don't have because we don't ask, and I also just feel like this is part of me leading today and being faithful to doing what I think the Holy Spirit's telling me to do, so if it doesn't happen, that's okay too, because apparently the other message God's telling me is that's on God, so... I'm just supposed to put it out there. So I'm going to um, lead a prayer, a blessing, to close the service. We're all welcome to go. But um, if there are other people that are in leadership here that are comfortable praying with people about that, and it's not just me, maybe you could come. If there's somebody for whom that's a new experience, if you've never had that before, or maybe you have a prayer language and you're not using it, I feel like that's part of obedience today is to offer that invitation. And it's not always a prayer language. Sometimes it comes in different ways. But if that's something that you would like we can pray for that for you today um, so we're gonna pray to close the service today thank you for everybody for participating today this would not have worked if nobody talked so thank you for stepping outside your comfort zones and leading and praying um, Stephen can I invite you to come to pray the blessing on our closing today Stephen's another one of the, our leaders here thank you so sure won't we all rise and um, just continue to welcome the Holy Spirit into the rest of our day? So Holy Spirit, we continue to look to you, to lead, to guide, to reveal the Father's heart to us. So as a church, know that Jesus loves you dearly. And go with faith, with courage, knowing that he is with you and goes before you. He is beside you. And he's there to carry you in times where you're not too sure what to do next. In the name of Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen.